Italy haven't made it to the World Cup. England win two friendlies back again. And the Premier League is back. Here we go. This is the It's Football Day podcast, episode number 78. Let's have some fun. This is meant to be episode number 79, but as you would have seen on our Instagram and social media channels, we had a bit of a technical issue last week, alright? We couldn't have avoided it, we do apologise, here's what it is, but if anything, absence makes the heart grow fonder, so I bet you've missed us, but don't worry, because I'm here and Ryan's here. Yeah, touch wood, we don't have any... uh technical issues we uh we do apologize i've no idea what the hell happened just came and sat down to edit the pod and uh yeah the audio did not want it but no need to fear we are here we are back back stronger and yeah episode 78 so we will just recap on super six because obviously we did speak about some games last week uh well it would have been two weeks ago now realistically this will probably be a short episode but i know what we're like we say that and 35 minutes later, we're still fucking waffling on. Um, but I'm very unwell. Ryan's probably lost his voice from all the chanting last night. But we'll quickly recap. Two weeks ago, Super 6, we did predict Villa versus Arsenal, Spurs versus West Ham, Leicester Brentford, Palace Everton, Southampton City, and Pal- Forest versus Liverpool. Now, some of these were FA Cup games. Just a glance over them. Arsenal beat Villa 1-0 and they celebrated like they won the Champions League. But fair play to them. You know, it's a game. You've got to support your club. I appreciate the the celebration. And so did Laura Woods, unlike Gabby Abonlahor. Yeah, then we also discussed the uh, London derby of Spurs versus West Ham. Obviously, West Ham at that time just off the back of knocking out Sevilla in the Europa League. So some tired legs out there, but Spurs on the day just a little bit too much quality compared to to the likes of the Irons. And uh, yeah, this one finished at 3-1 to Spurs. Good little three points there for them. Next up was Leicester versus Brentford. And Brentford were terrible in the first half amazing in the second half done very well but Leicester did get two goals in the first half two bangers Castagna and Madison with beautiful goals and then yeah Brentford tried to get it back in the second half but in the Premier League you go two goals down you ain't getting it back mate yes and then we move on to the FA Cup games from this that weekend Crystal Palace against Lampard's already struggling Premier League Everton and they got absolutely slapped. Crystal Palace putting four past them and knocking them out of realistically their only hope of a trophy this season, even though that's never happening. And yeah, he's Palace add to Lampard's woes. We also had Southampton versus City. Now in the league, Southampton did keep City to a one all, but second half City smashed it. 1-4-1 in the end. Southampton put up a good fight in the first half, but... Haas and Hootel's men, they're so up and down. They're like a bloody seesaw. And then finally, we had Nottingham Forest, the uh, giant killers of the FA Cup this season, taking on Liverpool at home. A little bit of controversy here. Was it a penalty? Should Liverpool's goal have stood? Was it onside or offside? We'll never know. They don't have VAR in these championship grounds. So, yeah, Liverpool riding that 1-0 winners and they're through to the next round who, yeah, will play Manchester City in the semis. Yep, you heard it there from Ryan. So, Liverpool actually drew Manchester City in the semi-final, which is great because it means one of the big teams will go out in the semi-finals. And then the other team that will be playing Palace 
was Chelsea after they beat Middlesbrough 2-0. As Ryan said last week, it was one of those, get the job done, Lukaku and Havertz, get goals. Middlesbrough out of the competition after a great one. One? (laughs) Great run. (laughs) But yeah, Palace versus Chelsea in the semis, a London derby, and then, that's a bit of a stretch, Uh, (laughs) and then um, Liverpool versus Man City, a North West derby. Northwest Derby, yeah. Uh, no, some good like uh, little games there. I think, yeah, Liverpool Man City is always a great game, and the current rate that both teams are on, yeah, I think it'll be a good watch at Wembley. And then the final game that did take place over that weekend of football, which we didn't even try and predict, was Wolves versus Leeds. And even if we did predict, I don't think anyone would expect Leeds to be two nil down at half time. Actually, you would have predicted that, but I don't think you would have predicted them to win 3-2 by the 92nd minute. Wolves go down to 10 men after a Jimenez foul on Melier, second yellow. And then, yeah, game changer for Leeds. They were brilliant, meaning Jesse Marsh got his second win as Leeds manager. And yeah, Luke Alien beca- Alien? Fucking what is wrong? Alien. Luke Ailing become a uh, club legend. <laughs> yeah, this game had it all and... I think, yeah, that's two wins on the bounce now for the new Leeds manager. So, um, yeah, I reckon they can build on from there. And, yeah, Wolves, that is the equivalent of absolutely bottling it. Now, over the past week, there's obviously been a lot of football news, or over the last two weeks even. But even though we spoke about this one heavily on last week's pod that unfortunately didn't get uploaded, I couldn't not miss this. Even if it has been... Uh, about 11, 12 days since it was announced. But Mike Dean, he's hanging up his boots or hanging up his whistle and he's going to full-time VAR. He's got even more chance to be a shithouse. Do you know what? He just, it's like he can't leave the spotlight. He thinks, you know what? I've done my time on the pitch. Now it's time to go behind the uh, screens of VAR and cause absolute chaos. Oh, oh mate, I absolutely love him. Like, it... What, like We were talking last week about our favourite moments of Mike Dean and we both had the same one. And it's when he... Um, it, it's almost like he's celebrating a goal that Tottenham scored but he's at, against Aston Villa, but he's actually celebrating the good advantage that he played. So like he played an advantage and then Dembele gets a goal against Aston Villa. And because he's running into the box and then turns away and starts pointing towards the spot, but like in like a movement fashion, it's almost like he's celebrating the goal with him, <laughs> but he's actually celebrating like his like yeah his great advantage and VAR doesn't have cameras in the room um but like, or like like a face cam like a reaction cam I can imagine that Mike Dean wants that oh 100% I, I know a lot of VAR rooms do but we're talking sort of like Spain I think France has them I know the Chinese league I think has some or something you always it always cuts away to them like what they did at the Euros they had cameras in it for the Euros um but you can just sort of imagine Mike Dean petitioning to make the VAR room like a reality room, like Big Brother or something, just like cuts away during the game. They're all mic'd up. Yeah, like minute 37, Mike Dean has a decision to make on a penalty in the VAR room. Like something like that. That'd be jokes. Like, it'd just be fucking jokes. That'd be, be like, creepy. Dear 13. Like, That'd be, it'd be so funny. But. Yeah, Mike Dean will be hanging up his whistle and going to the VAR room. What a man. We hardly knew you, mate. But we have been blessed with some very, 
very good news recently is Jeff Stelling is staying around for yes. another year. Come on, the boy. Yes, that got such a good reception, and rightly so, because I don't know about you, I can't imagine. I don't. I mean, I, I think we all used to watch Gillette Soccer Saturday a lot more than we would do nowadays, but we always see like the clips and the cut-ups and stuff. Like the, I think it's Gareth Ainsworth, the Wickham Wanderers manager, the other day. He was doing yeah. an interview with, the, I think it was Bristol City or something, Gaffer, and he had his shirt undone and it cut away and it went back to Jeff in the studio. And Jeff was just there with his shirt untucked and, and undone from the top up and had his chest out. And yeah, it was just a comical moment. And I think, you know, if Jeff is to leave, you're going to miss all that. So the fact he's staying on for another year is, I think it's brilliant. Did you see his tweet about him staying? I did, but I can't remember what he said. So he tweeted saying, thanks to everyone for the kind words about my decision to carry on presenting Gillette Soccer Saturday. Felt job wasn't complete until Merce finally masters pronouncing Alan St. Maximin properly. That was it. (laughs) It's never happened. Loved it. Yeah. That's never happening. Oh, mate. um, Yeah. He's never uh, retiring. it's, uh, it's, It's really good news. Yeah, honestly, it's great news. So absolutely buzzing with that. Like I said, there's been a lot of football news over the past two weeks. There's almost too much to bloody count or even try and get it all in. It definitely wouldn't be in a short episode that way. We genuinely would be here for the next 45 minutes. But there have been more pressing matters. In the meantime, there has been some international football and England have been playing. We have obviously two games, two little friendlies because obviously we have already qualified through to the World Cup in Qatar at the end of this year, which were absolutely buzzing for so we took on switzerland at home uh at wembley and um yeah rode out two one winners here switzerland took the lead in this one didn't they yeah Mbolo got a headed yeah goal. good little header from i, I know i've seen roy Keane slating ben white i don't think it was ben white's fault like it was just a great ball and Mbolo's just in a better position than ben white and he's stuck it in the uh in the onion bag and then obviously tuesday night football under the lights Yours truly, it's football day. I had a little day out to see England versus Ivory Coast. And you know what? It was a bloody great day. It was very, very enjoyable. We got to see some goals. It wasn't a measly nil-nil, a 3-0 win for England. And it was decent. It was decent. We had a cracking little view, top tier, but sort of like front row of the top tier. So we weren't up in the gods as such. We had to, you know can weave out the way of a few lethal missile paper airplanes, which uh, proved to be the highlight of the second half. But, um, yeah, no, a good little performance from England. Sterling, I thought, was on fire. i seen the, the plaudits Jude Bellingham was getting today. I thought he was fantastic. I do believe he will start for England at the uh, at the World Cup uh, over Phillips. Um, but, obviously, Phillips has been out injured and not getting so much game time with Lee's this season. So, I think it's only right that Bellingham gets his opportunity. 18 years old. Yeah, he's just on fire. And, um, yeah, Ollie Watkins getting a goal to get things going. Sterling rightly getting a deserved goal. And then, um, yeah, we've we seen a lot of people leaving between the 70th and 80th minute, which we were quite surprised about. And, um, you know, I, I was sort of hoping that, you know, they miss out on a 5-0 finish. Um, but luckily they did They did miss a goal, those that did leave early. Tyron Minx wrapping things up with a header from a corner to make it 3-0. And I think we soon enough realised when we were leaving Wembley why people were leaving so early. 
Oh, it's it's difficult. Wembley Way is mad packed after. I've never seen it. It was like seventy three thousand the attendance. Yeah. all trying to go to one station, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. I thought I'd never had it that bad leaving Wembley from a game before. But then I guess half the time when you leave Wembley, unless you're at an England game, half the crowd basically will still be in the stadium to watch their team lift the trophy or whatever presentation's going on. And the other half have already left because they know that their their team's lost the game or it's full time and it's time for them to go. And you don't really stick around true. to watch the presentation of another team, do you? Um, yeah, no, that's that's very, very true, actually. Mm, but, uh, yeah, it was chock-a-block leaving. Uh, eventually, it probably took us, what, like 45 to an hour to get to the station? <laughs> Yeah, it was a it was a long old shift, but it was worth it. It was watching the game, like you said, we did enjoy it. Oh, one of my favourite moments of that game was um, I, I I kept saying it when we were there, but on Sterling's goal, I've really enjoyed watching Sterling for England over the past year. You know, the Euros, he was really good, but seeing him live in this game, he was very good. He was just everywhere. He was the captain for the night. Um, done really well but my favourite thing about his goal was Jack Grealish's composure to just pass that back volley it mm-hmm. like a lot of people like uh, Raz has had a shot and it's deflected and it's going out wide a little bit and it's falling to Grealish and you'd think oh he's just going to smash it but he just composure like first time pass back to Sterling drag back and yeah it's just easy to tap home slot home it was beautiful mm-hmm. yeah it was and you know another clean sheet for England obviously Serge Aurier getting sent off one thing that I think I couldn't quite believe it when I heard it was the booze for Harry Maguire throughout the first half especially um, yeah I just, I just found it like I just found it really strange I was really surprised because I've, I've never ever seen that towards an England player from England fans yeah I, I never have it either like it's um, yes, yeah, I totally agree with what all the players have come out, and even Gareth Southgate have, like said after the match. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. The things he has done uh, for the country in terms of footballing. So last year we obviously got to the Euro final. Two years prior to that, or three years prior to that, technically, we got to a World Cup semi-final, which he was a big part of. He scored a goal in that uh, World Cup, and. Yeah, he's just he has consistently put in good performances for England as a whole. He never has wilted away from that. Um and it's probably because he plays in a back three. He is better in a back three, whereas United he plays in a back two and he's not as good. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I I was I was shocked to hear the boos. Uh like I said, Gareth Southgate straight away after the game has come out and condemned it. Harry Kane's put out a statement, Jordan Henderson's put out a statement saying we're all with him, we're we're a team and yeah, I was I was a bit disappointed to be like one of the fans uh, in that stadium that that booed like a man that's played very well for the country. Don't get me wrong, he's absolutely clapped for United. <laughs> that, but I don't think he is the root of all of their problems. No, no. I mean, obviously, there's eleven men out there for Manchester United. They've got their own problems. Um, obviously, he's not having a great season for them. But we, like you said, we've seen his performances for England. You know, another clean sheet. I think we've only conceded like five goals in the last like twenty games for England, where Maguire has started. Um, Mad, you know. So it's a really impressive record. But you know, we'll move on. We had a fantastic night. We got to see England play. We got to see him win. Good little atmosphere from the uh, Ivory Coast fans as well. They were well up for it, which is great to see. 
um, despite losing 3-0. But, you know, they saw the, the good side of it. And, and yeah, a couple more bits to uh, cover from over the international break. Obviously, half the teams that have made it to Qatar, they got, you know, a little bit of a filler to play some friendlies and prepare a little bit more. But some teams had to go through some knockout games. And, boy, did we see the shock of the knockouts. North Macedonia faced Italy who we I think everyone sort of wrote this game off as a as an easy Italy win because everyone pictured Italy versus Portugal in a playoff to get to the World Cup and the champions of Europe Italy have been knocked out by North Macedonia and Italy will stay at home once again for the World Cup. Yeah, it's mad to think that in this World Cup and 2018 they weren't there, but in the middle of that, they've won the European Championships. Like that's that's crazy. They've done that. Yeah, um, yeah. It it is mad. Jorginho's come out and said something like, "Didn't he miss like two or three penalties in the build-up to mm. um, like the to- like obviously in all the qualifiers?" So he'll be ruining them, you know, penalty merchant. But yeah, they they almost look shocked that it happened. Don't get me wrong. Italy were all over most of the game. Like they were incredible. They were they were very good. They just couldn't find the back of the net yeah. so can they really be deemed incredible actually if you can't find a back of the net but when that went in it was they kind of just stood around like oh is, is this actually are they going to let this happen like they can't actually let this happen they've done <laughs> fuck all game yeah no they had chance after chance after chance in this game as well and yeah like you said they just they just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net and I seen Bonucci moaning about the the format of everything and he deemed it unfair yeah. but it's not unfair at all it's the exact same for everyone else I think he was just you know probably quite reactionary to the fact that his team are going to be staying at home again um, but yeah Portugal obviously go through I mean at the same time we, it would have been Italy versus Portugal in that playoff final to get to Qatar and I think you wouldn't have been surprised whoever won that game so it could have been that they got there and Portugal did would beat them I imagine they would have beat Italy, um, but to be honest, if I could pick Italy or Ronaldo at the World Cup, I think I'm going to pick to see Cristiano Ronaldo play at the World Cup again. And we will see him, because even if North Macedonia did beat Italy, they didn't manage to beat Portugal last night. They did lose 2-0, two Bruno Fernandes goals, which means Portugal will be at the World Cup. Cristiano Ronaldo's last one, most likely... Let's see what he can do there. Isn't he like the all-time World Cup goalscorer? No, it's or is close. it Euros? Oh, it's um, is it not? Who was the World Cup? Who's the German that always scored at the World Cup? Closer. Mario Gomez was it? Closer. What? What are you talking about? Miroslav oh, Closer. Closer. Oh, oh. Do you know? Fucking hell. Do you know why? It's because I thought you said uh, no, but it's close. So I thought you said oh, okay. it, it's close of him being the top. No, it's closer. Yeah, sorry, Miroslav. <laughs> sorry. You, leave me alone. I'm so unwell, bro. I just spaced out there. But yeah, so yeah, it'll probably be his last World Cup, last tournament for Portugal. Um, and they will be joined by the likes of some familiar faces. Ghana are in there. They've been there in recent years. Um You've got the Netherlands are obviously going to be there. Poland have qualified. Um, yep. But a team that have qualified for the first time in a long time, a Canada. 1986 was their last World Cup. Wow. But they're back. Wow. And back in action. Do you know what? I know 
Obviously, Senegal are going over Egypt with the penalty shootout fiasco with the lasers and everything on Salah, which we don't like to see. But I think a big shock is the fact Argentina's best buddies at a World Cup, Nigeria, they're not going, which is... Yeah, did they get beat by Ghana, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, Ghana beat them. Thomas party terrible goal. Don't know what the goalkeeper's doing. But that would be a shock to not see them there. And I'm kind of sad because they do bring out some banging kits for the World Cup. True. I remember that seeing like a huge line. I think it was outside like Nike Town. Um, near is it Oxford Circus? That one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the one. And um, yeah, there was a queue for days upon the release, and there was like people selling them for like two hundred pound a pop. Um, but yeah, they are pretty saucy kits. But no, Nigeria will not be at the World Cup. That's crazy. Well, the teams that have qualified now. Uh, as like a the a whole, obviously England are there, but you've got Qatar, obviously Germany, Denmark, Brazil, France, Belgium, Croatia, Spain, Serbia, Switzerland, Netherlands, Argentina, Iran, South Korea, Saudi Arabia, Japan, Uruguay, Ecuador, Canada, and then obviously you've now got Portugal, Poland, Tunisia, Morocco, and Cameroon, as well as Senegal and Ghana, as we mentioned there. So some big names are going to be there, but also. Some huge names missing out. Like Norway, so we won't see Haaland at the World Cup. Colombia aren't yeah, there, so Luis Diaz won't be there. There's some big names missing out. Mohamed Salah, it's crazy. Yes, so to conclude the episode, as per normal, we do have Super 6. The Premier League is back. We have missed it. But, uh, you know, it was nice for a little international break because we actually got to go to a game, so I'm not too fussed, but yeah... I have missed the Premier League. So to kick things off, we've got Brighton versus Norwich. I'm going to say Brighton going to nick this one 2-1. I'm not too sure about this game because obviously Brighton are in really poor form at the moment. And if Norwich do win this, they they can keep some hopes alive. Like very minimal, but some hopes. Um, Norwich are down. Yeah, but Bright- Brighton are so bad at home recently. Uh, and they love a draw, so I think I'm going to go one all. One all, okay, okay. Well, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, then we've got Chelsea versus Brentford at home at Stamford Bridge, Sanction FC. Can we win another game? Uh, yes, we can. Two nil. Mate, Christian Eriksen scored two goals in these international friendlies. He's going to come back for Brentford and score a goal. It's going to be two one. Two Chelsea, obviously. <laughs> Two. Okay, cool. Uh, Wolves versus Aston Villa. Obviously, no Jimenez after his red card shenanigans against Leeds. So, I'm going to go 2-1 Villa in the derby. Yeah, that's a shout, to be fair. But I'm going to go 1-0. Okay, nice. And then Manchester United versus Leicester. Harry Maguire against his old team. I'm going to say 1-0 Manchester United. Uh, I'm going to go with, I'm going for a lot of draws, but I might go two all. Nice, nice. No, nothing wrong with that, mate. It's differential. Get these points. Okay, so two all there. Uh, West Ham versus mad out of form Everton. Big bounce back here for West Ham, two nil. Yeah, I've gone two nil as well on that one. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then the final game is that of Spurs taking on Lewis's Newcastle at White Hart Lane. Is it White Hart Lane or is it new White Hart Lane? I just think it's just called the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, isn't it? Yeah, but that's boring. 
Yeah, I mean, it is broad. Obviously, it's... Because it, it's built, it was built where White Hart Lane was, Hart and it's Lane on still. White Hart Lane still. Anyway, we're going off track. Spurs are going to beat you 2-1. No, I think we're going to win this. We're their bogey team. They don't like playing us. No, is it? Is it? I think I'm, I'm going to go 2-1 Newcastle. Come on, the boys. Okay. Oh, do you know Trippier and Wilson could be back for the next game against Palace? Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, it's been a long time since they've been out. Yeah, that'd be huge. But yeah, that mm-hmm. will be our predictions for this weekend Super 6. Uh, like we mentioned, obviously, last week you, we, you didn't get a chance to hear how we got on. I got 15 points. Ryan did get 13. So I think that puts him three points behind me in total now. So he's gained on me and I've just gone with three draws out of six uh, out of three, six games. So fucking bold moves from your boy and the Newcastle win against Spurs. So this is going to be fun. But thank you for listening to episode number 78 of the It's Football Day podcast. About... 28 minutes long, maybe. Well, it could be even 25 minutes long, to be fair. So, nice little teaser just before the weekend of football's back. Well, you know where to find us by now. You need to be following us on our socials at It's Football Day underscore on Instagram and Twitter. If you don't follow us, you don't get the updates like last week when we missed, a vi- when we missed an episode. And on Facebook, it's It's Football Day XI. Thank you for listening. And as always, we will. See you next time. Oh, am I doing this? Yeah, you tit. I literally oh. said you want to intro this part. Oh, I said I literally said that to you, and you said yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs>